Alright, welcome back to the Student Rant. So in this episode, part two of our discussion with Darwin and Joseph, we talk more deeply about the actionable steps students can take when it comes to personal investing and personal finance, especially the steps and learnings that they had from their own experience. Hope you enjoy. You guys really nailed down to stocks, right? And you know, something that I've heard a lot with like all weather portfolios, I don't know, they'll say stocks, but then they'll start saying a lot of other stuff, like they'll say crypto. Yeah. <laughs> they'll, they'll um mm. they'll they'll say like small parts in the crypto, they'll probably say lots into real estate. Real and estate, then yeah. um artwork I know has definitely been here for quite a while. And it's, I, I'm definitely <laughs> gonna say it's here to stay. <laughs> Some people even start saying, like, oh yeah, I, I have like 10, 20% just in Rolexes, because those don't depreciate. <laughs> so it's really interesting how you know, like as, as a student, right? I think the best thing we have access to financially and, you know, actually, uh, is, you know, some form of stocks. Cause that's also online round now, right? Like I remember earlier in the two thousands, I'm going to guess like it was mostly like, you have to, like, I, do you remember seeing ads about like how you have to like, give a call like to, um, oh, yeah. to, to buy oh, a stock? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was jokes. I'm glad we don't have to do that anymore. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm surprised that, you know, with what you guys have said, I've heard, I've heard of most of what you guys have, you know, said, but when it comes to the depth, you said it, it feels like there really is a lot of depth and a lot of width that we really can take on, mm-hmm. even just like when we just say the word stocks. So I guess before we go a little further, do you guys mind telling me a bit more about those different types of stocks? So I think the first thing you said was, you know, ETFs, then you said, um, you know, just general stocks in a company. And then you said, I think growth stocks. So is there anything else, Darwin, that you think there is there, or are those like the main things? Um, well, for me, since I, you know, I haven't done too much research, obviously, because mm. I just have, you know, started um, you know, into this realm, right? I still yeah. am a beginner. Um, I would say those are sort of like the ones you should keep in mind first, mm-hmm. uh, because that's sort of like the very, very basic um you know like types of stocks you could have right um but then also i guess stocks could also come down to um something called like you know like large caps or like you know like blue uh, i can't remember if it was blue bottle or bottle cap stocks but essentially you know those type of stocks um it's just another fancy name of saying it's a stock from a company that is well known and is well known for performing well um and so it is definitely like less risky than you know investing in some you know new company that just went public right mm-hmm. um yeah, i think it was called blue chip yeah from memory it was blue chip yeah blue yeah. chip blue chip yeah and then i guess there's also like uh speculative stocks but that is more i'd say like crypto is a really good example of something like speculation right <laughs> so like obviously um you know, there isn't too much fundamentals to back crypto right it yeah really does come down to you know do people you know want to just buy this right mm-hmm. so obviously you know you have like a good example is like your meme coins your shiba inus your doge coins like yeah what the hell is all that right like the yeah. only reason that sort of gains value or that has value is because people just see that you know some people want to invest in it and so that drive sort of something um economics related cause you know like demand and supply right? mm. so um just to give you know a brief overview um if 
demand of something exceeds the supply, then obviously the price will be reflected. The price will go up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that is sort of what or how speculative stocks um, function like for the TLDR, right? So for crypto, yeah. you know, if someone decides to, you know, dump the stock, so basically they don't want it anymore, they just sell it. Um, and then that ruins or that affects the whole investor confidence, as Joseph talked about uh, previously. Yeah. Um, that talks about uh, that affects the whole investor confidence and market confidence. And mm-hmm. then from there, that could lead to everyone else selling off, you know, these, um, you know, for example, these crypto coins. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, you know, your supply in total of these crypto coins aren't going to be matched with the demand. And so obviously, if the supply exceeds the demand, then the price is going to reflect that, right? Mm. And so that's why, you know, the price falls. Um, and yeah, I guess uh, maybe Joseph could also you know, add on to that. Yeah, so um, from my knowledge, uh, you also have something called ESG stocks, which are like environmental, social, and government-backed um, stocks. Uh, something like that. Um, and what essentially they are is stocks that are kind of more focused on like changing social, like getting, receiving social change. Right. And this has been a growing trend for people our age, especially those concerned with like social justice and um, environmental activism. And it's certainly stocks that, you know, it may be worth looking at because they could be the next, you know, major companies. So um, any company that may be working towards green energy or policies that work with green energy or, um, yeah, like just in general, environmental stocks could could be a potential looking point um, for those who may be interested in stocks. Um, and yeah, a more like little known stock, I guess you can say, is called a penny stock. Um, usually penny stocks are like um, company stocks that are valued below about $5. Um, they aren't really traded on major stock exchanges like the New York Stock Exchange, the Australian Stock Exchange or NASDAQ or, yeah, but um those penny stocks are, you know, subject to heavy, heavy speculation. So those fluctuate like crazy. Um, and if you if you really are interested in that, that's a very short term thing. I don't think many people go for a long term penny stock hold. It is possible mm-hmm. though. Um, like you can just put your money in it, and then maybe in a few years time, it just starts to exponentially grow. Um, but that is a definite, definite high risk investment. There. Um, another one is called dividend stocks, and these are stocks that people focus more on like dividends. So those who don't know what dividends are, um, first you got to kind of explain what a stock is. And a stock is essentially a part, you're buying a part ownership of a company, right? Um, yeah. I guess we should have probably explained this earlier, but <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. yeah. <laughs> so a stock, uh, what, what you're doing when you're buying a stock is that you're buying a part ownership of a company. And let's say if a company had a hundred stocks and you bought two of them, that means you have two. That means you own technically two percent of the company, which gives you two percent of the voting rights. Um, and yeah, uh, for companies like big companies like Apple, etc., they they don't have like a hundred stocks. They have like millions of stocks, right? And those are constantly distributed to investors. And you know, you can hold like a couple hundred stocks yourself. Um, that will cost you quite a bit. But you know, at the end of the day, you are part owning the company, which gives you entitlements to their profits. Um, and so that's what a dividend, this is where a dividend comes in. And a dividend is a portion of the profit of a company you receive for being an owner. And let's say you own one stock in a company such as um, like JP Morgan, right? And JP Morgan is a large 
um, investment bank in, in America, um, you know, one dividend uh, payout could be like $2, let's say, right? Um, so per di- uh, stock that you own, you will get a $2 payment every, you know, quarterly or every yearly or every biannually. Um, and that's something that people do consider because in a way that kind of offsets your risk, right? If you invest into something and it's, you know, producing income over time, uh, continuous income, and you know that that income is going to come, then you can kind of use that as a way to offset the risk that you're using to invest in more high volatility stocks, right? Um, so dividend stocks are quite important, but again, all those YouTube videos that you see online where it's like, oh, I can make $200 on dividends, you know, in like a month, those probably require like an initial starting investment of, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars. Oh, so that's okay. something to keep in mind. Yeah, that's something to keep in mind when you're watching those stuff. Um, yeah, I think this is kind of a tangent now to your original question, but- mm-hmm. um, Darren's a student rant, begin, we, we work on this. Yeah, yeah. When you first get into like investing and you're looking at all these YouTube videos, there will be a lot of YouTube videos that are like, oh, how I started my, you know, $1,000 daily passive income kind of videos. And what they don't tell you about this is that they're investing a bucket load of money from the start. And the thing with investments is that the more money you begin with, the more money you make. And that's something that a lot of people, I guess, aren't really used to confronting, especially because they see, you know, on Instagram or TikTok or YouTube where people, they only show you their profits and that profit may be, oh, look, I earned $42,000 in a week. People are like, wow, I probably can do that with like, you know, a hundred bucks. It's like, no, that's not true. They probably invested, you know, $200,000 and then got, you know, a really marginal return, right? But in that process, think about how much money they probably lost as well, right? And are you willing to take that risk? Um, Uh And yeah, on that note, anyone who tries to sell you a course on stocks is probably not going to be worth it unless they are fully accredited, right? There's people who are like, oh, look at me. I'm driving a fancy car. I've earned $40,000 a week for the past six months. They've probably earned that 40,000 from those people that they're scamming online, right? I like re- realistically. Mm. So don't fall into that crap, that mindset of thinking, oh, I can make a crap load of money from the start. That's not true. You've got like with every success comes multiple failures, right? And every time you invest, you've got to understand that the money you're investing, you've got to be willing to lose. So for me, if I put in, you know, $5,000 into the stock market right now, I have to be willing to be able to lose $5,000 off the bat and, you know, continue to live my life like nothing happened, right? And that's something I think is another mindset thing. Um, and I, I guess we'll probably talk about that a bit more later. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so when I first started with crypto, me and Darwin, we kind of started at the same time and we're both very hesitant about it, right? Mm-hmm. And every time we invested money, we would put in like, you know, a couple hundred dollars at most. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay, be like, okay. Are we willing okay. to lose this money? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, for us, that was a big deal because we didn't have a lot of money, you know, especially in high school because we didn't have a job or anything, right? This was in yeah. year 11, year 12-ish, I remember. Yeah, um, year 12. Yeah. So $600, mm-hmm. yeah. How much, I think overall, I may have put in, actually, I won't disclose that, but I did put in quite <laughs> a bit towards the end. And, yeah. Um, yeah. I was, you know, like at that time, I was happy with losing all that money because I had mm-hmm. savings that I can rely on. I, I, you know, for this entire time, I've known to like, I've been ha- budgeting happily and I know what I'm doing with my money. So mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, yeah, why not take this risk, right? Because it seems fun. And yeah. yeah, sure enough, like first, you know, a couple months, I was making quite a good profit. I'm sure, yeah, Darwin, Darwin's laughing right now, but yeah. <laughs> I think at some point there was like, you know, mar- margins of like 20, 30% returns, which was absolutely crazy, right? That's good. Yeah. Um, like most stocks will give you like two, 3% returns. Um, so yeah, crypto, 
everyone was like kind of that was around the time where everyone was falling into the trap of oh crypto is like a get rich like quick scheme kind of thing yeah um and a lot of people were skeptical but at the same time a lot of people were getting into it without actually doing the proper research mm. which is kind of what Darwin and i did and like you know it's looking back on hindsight it was probably one of the not a good financial decision but yeah. it did teach us a lot during that period yeah. mm-hmm. it taught us that no matter what the type of investment and what people say you have to do your own research so ever since like our initial big investment like you know darwin's been doing something called like dollar cost averaging for a bit um which is where like you kind of invest at different points in the market so that overall your um this the money that no i mean um the asset that you're buying kind of evens out at some point yeah um and that's that's like a just trading strategy and i think that's you know important to learn different types of trading strategies um but yeah like just the key point here is that make sure you do your research don't trust what you see online and also if they're not a financial advisor or any sort of professional finance person probably don't trust them so anything we say in this podcast here is not financial advice this is just this is just purely what Darwin and i have kind of experienced in our past of like experimenting with different stocks different cryptos um you know even nfts which i do not recommend by the way like, can't wait yeah. to get into that story that one <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that one i wonder what that's about yeah so um that one you know it's but overall i think it was a good experience it taught us a lot definitely about what to research and how to research um and within that community you do find people who you know are genuinely kind-hearted they do try and help you a little bit and from that you do learn what sort of things you're looking at um and yeah that's i guess probably my you know two cents on it <laughs> hmm. yeah yeah so uh i guess you know just adding on to my own perspective yeah. um i just you know <laughs> just wanted to you know caution everyone that in terms of you know short-term investing in something like crypto right it's really been i would say glorified uh especially with mm-hmm. social media mm-hmm. yeah sure. so i'm sure you know joseph and sahaj you guys can both agree that you know you always see these you know ads or these Know, supposed courses from these professionals you know mm. they're saying like oh you can make like you know x amount after two weeks of just signing up and then you take a look at the course and it's just like a bunch of gibberish right or yeah. like half the time you, know, you have to pay like you know a few thousand to actually get that course yeah mm. and so i definitely would say that is a lot of um sort of these you know like non-financial advisor but you know, like pretending to be guru schemes yeah. happening um, and that is actually really prevalent um, in terms of crypto, right? So crypto, you know, as I said a bit earlier, it is, you know, all down to speculation. And me and Joseph did dabble in crypto um, earlier, you know, in 2022, so last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I guess, you know, we were at that point willing to, you know, see this money all gone, right? See this money all wipe. Yeah. But maybe... Like we we did complain to each other, like you know, oh my god, this sucks, right? All our was <laughs> down like thirty percent, forty percent. Yeah, and, you know, this sucks, right? Mm-hmm. But I guess that really also um, gave us like a learning experience. I would say um, something called like it, it really does show how emotional someone can get into investing. So this oh, is yeah. more of like yeah. emotions and like just investing. Mm-hmm. So you know, some people might definitely impulse sell. Like yes, stock, yes. let's say, right? And you know, because they see this stock go down like 
10% in like two days and they're like, oh my God, it's the end of the world. This is going to go to zero. Mm. Right. So they get really emotional. They get really attached mm. and they're like, yeah, I need to get out immediately. Yeah. Need, I'm going to lose money. Right. Mm-hmm. But what people don't realize is that like, you got to train that discipline to take your emotions off the market. Right. And what that means is that don't get swayed by these impulsive decisions, right? Don't like impulse buy goddamn crypto because you saw it on, you know, TikTok, right? And you see these guys, you know, making like a hundred percent, two hundred percent like returns. And you're like, oh my God, like this is it. Like I'm gonna be so happy, you know, once I buy into this, right? Yeah. So that definitely is a really big facet that uh me and Joseph uh learned. And Mm -hmm. um I guess this sort of dives into you know, like NFTs, right? So yeah. for people who don't know NFTs, um, it's something called like a non-fungible token. Um, and it's just like a bunch of, or I would say it essentially represents like some ownership or something. Like that is the TLDR. It just represents ownership of, you know, that project, let's say. Mm. So if I were to compare like a, you know, NFT to, you know, your stock market, right? Uh, an NFT would be like a share in a stock market but obviously there's a lot more going on in the stock market and mm. there, there actually is financial metrics to back the stock market evaluation yeah. okay. yes yeah, yeah gotcha so this definitely is just from my own experience um and you know i definitely do not recommend nfts right even though i did it it was more of like a for fun thing um and it was more of just you know trying to capitalize on like a get rich quick thingy but obviously that's fake right it's too good to be yeah yeah Yeah. and so i guess speaking off of my experience um for nfts Mm. so nf so i did have you know my actual investments into crypto and then from that crypto investment um i invested like a percentage of that into nfts Mm. um and so how that sort of all crumbled down was like Joseph said, um, you know, are uh, you sort of join this project, quote unquote, um, you know, if you want to purchase that NFT, right? Uh, and so what this project is, or like what this quote unquote company um, does is, you know, they promise you X and X, you know, once you um, buy in, right? And so this you know, even exacerbates how speculative NFTs are. So you already have cryptocurrency as super super speculative and then now you have these nfts which are all based on you know like words on the on the screen right mm-hmm. it all is based on announcements made by these you know owners that quote unquote have all of these experiences with managing nfts and everything right and so maybe you know maybe you might struck you know strike the gold and you know, make uh some money so you know obviously i kind of struck the gold on a few ones um and I did make a bit more money, like a bit of money from NFTs. Mm. Um, and I know that I'm definitely not, or I didn't, I wasn't like one of the b- people who invested a lot in NFTs. So mm-hmm. I know some other classmates who invested a lot more into NFTs, um, but they did end up, um, you know, being lucky or they did end up doing their research into this NFT. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, so for me, um, and as Joseph said, you know, in these communities, in these NFT and in, the, in these crypto communities, mm. there's a lot of people who sort of want to advertise or want to promote something. Um, and the reason for that is for their own gain 
And mm. how that works is sort of they promote, like, let's say an NFT of like a cat, right? Um, and then, you know, perhaps they don't say it themselves, but they themselves are holding, you know, X amount of these cat NFTs. Um, and when they promote these NFTs to you, they're going to, you know, say like, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's great. You're going to, you know, it, it's expected to make this much money, right? Like you're going to double your money. You're going to triple, you know. Mm. Um, but what they don't tell you is that once you buy in or once everyone starts buying in and once this price starts going up, they're going to be the ones that are actually selling these to you. So they're actually going to be selling these to you slowly for profit themselves um, mm. because they they know that, you know, this isn't actually legit, right? This isn't going to last like uh, two or three weeks of hype, right? Yeah. So they try to sell this hype to you so that, you know, they can capitalize it on themselves um, and get out of this project, right? ASAP, right? So, Mm -hmm. yeah, like for most NFT projects, uh, from my own experience, um, it definitely is viewed as a get-rich-quick scheme because, you know, you're not going to hold an NFT for an extended period of time unless, mm. um, you know, it's like a quote unquote, a blue chip NFT, right? So yeah. the more well-known one. So obviously something like a, like bought it Yacht Club, right? Yeah. So, you know, those have like gone down into the gutters right now um, because of the whole market sentiment. But at one mm. point, you know, you know, people were making so much money from these NFTs. Yeah. Right? And, you know, there were so many promotions, right? Even celebrities hopped on this train, like, Justin Bieber, oh, right? Yeah. Mm. And so I guess just wrapping all of this up is um you definitely need to do your research mm-hmm. into you know anything related to you know finance and like, yeah. your decisions. Right. So um for me and Joseph and like you know people in general who did you know crypto NFTs, um, we would research and join their servers. So mm-hmm. most of these would be hosted on a Discord server. So we would like join the servers. Sort of gauge how um, the whole sentiment of this community is, right? Like mm. if everyone actually does indeed want to buy it, and it's not just a bunch of sort of like you know scammers or pyramid schemers trying mm. to bump up the price for you to buy and then just sell it um, yeah. straight after, right? Mm. Yeah. And so, I guess that was like a it, it was quite an experience to say the least, mm-hmm. right? Um, I did. I think I actually am surprisingly positive so far because um yeah so actually like fun story like two Uh days ago i checked up on my um nft wallet Mm. and then surprisingly you know these nfts that i didn't think were going to make it they're suddenly like you know two three hundred dollars and i'm like oh my god let's go like i'm so lucky (laughs) right yeah yeah uh, luckily for me i'm actually net positive Mm. um, but i know for a lot of people yeah um, you know, they definitely did lose a lot of money and also a lot of time um, mm. into trying to, you know, configure and actually like test the waters with these NFT yeah. markets. Yeah. All right. And that wraps up part two of our interview with Darwin and Joseph. We learned a lot about their experiences and what you can do as a student to make actionable steps to start building an all-weather portfolio and really get into personal finance and personal investing in the future. I hope you learn as much as you can from this and I'll see you in the next one.